Hey, this is Jeff. Welcome to this edition of After Five, a music, art, and entertainment podcast picking up where my radio show left off. Welcome, everybody, to After Five, and I have my next guest with me. I have Bruce Lamont of the band Yakuza. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Appreciate so, it. so Yakuza, Yakuza is like what Japanese mafia is that? How you guys envision your music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of outsiders, you know, criminals in the in the world of, of in the world of music. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so Bruce plays sax and clarinet in the band, as well as doing vocals and effects. Now, was sax or clarinet like the first instruments you've played? In, and when did you start playing? Um, it was one of them. Yeah. I started playing music. Um, when I was, well, I played viola for a year before I started the saxophone. That was like age, I think it was eight when I started the viola, I did that for a year. Then I switched over to the saxophone about nine, um, kind of gave it up for a couple of years. You know, I was a kid of the 1980s and saxophone, uh, didn't, uh, resonate as much as say uh, a bc rich warlock did you know so i traded in my i traded my sacks for one of those for a couple of years um you know this is like 87 88 and then uh in the early 90s um i, I started working at a record store in like the late 80s i really got exposed to like a lot of different styles of music particularly jazz and improvisational music so i did kind of a 180 from like some serious like you know late later 80s like speed thrash death metal to um to some you know improvisational jazz and also i still like heavy music though you know i was you know i i fell in love with all those things that came out of like the sub pop label and like the late 80s early 90s you know um you know, I got your sound gardens and I was literally just listening to dirt by Alice in Chains uh, a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know, so all that stuff was still kind of there, but also, you know, the GAS. So, you know, you put those two together and here, here you have it. And I, I picked the sex one back up in 1994 and I've been playing it ever since. And, you know, like you said, you were playing, you were working in a record store, which is cool because you are exposed to so much different music there. And, you know, you do play guitar and you are playing the, you know, clarinet and the saxophone. So how did you kind of meld your like clarinet playing and saxophone playing into like kind of this metal-ish type music? So when we first got together as a band, um, I just tried out uh, uh, as the vocalist, and once the, uh, I was the last guy to join the band, and I had I think I had thrown something in. I put an ad in the Chicago Reader right before that, and they saw it. And this is like you know, uh, play other instruments, prefer just to sing. They kind of asked like, hey, what else do you play? And I go, I play guitar. You know, I play bass. I'm looking at the guitar player and the bass player, and they're both like, yeah, we got that covered. And then I go, and then I play saxophone. And literally everybody in the band was like what you play what and i was like saxophone they're like dude bring that down and i didn't really you know i didn't have a clear vision back you know <laughs> early in the early days of yakuza of seeing it actually like you know work within the band um but i brought it down and we started jam and you know i had a couple of thoughts right out of the gate but then you know after six seven eight months um i started to utilize it with some like effects pedals you know some like reverb pedals and delays uh, kind of the same ones that our guitar player and bass player were using. So it was kind of like this, like psychedelic, you know, um, 
melding of the sounds and all kind of just kind of work together, you know, and that's, that's how it started. And then just kind of been, you know, still a work in progress always, but you know, that's kind of where it started. And it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, grown from there and, that's that's the, that's my story. That's all I got. <laughs> now, were you in any bands like prior to Yakuza? Uh, I was in some Chicago bands, yeah. Um, uh, mostly local stuff, you know, nothing to write home about. Um, and it was like, you know, some like rock alternative stuff. But then also like uh, I did uh, play in a band that was kind of like sort of improvisational music, but more in like a jam band sense. But it wasn't like a hippie thing. It was kind of tribal and weird and there was i mean one of the shows we did we decided everybody in the band decided they're gonna play drums except for me so there was like six drummers and a saxophone and that was it you know and we would just go and you know play wherever we could and things like that we i think we called ourselves h h h h just to be goofy or some shit i don't remember <laughs> um but um yeah it was like late later later the later 90s i kind of wanted to get back into playing out live and i was looking for something interesting to get involved in and i just had gotten uh exposed to some uh metal around that time that i thought was or i should say not not i don't want to uh, limit to just metal but like heavier music you know i got exposed to like mashuga uh um the story race improve uh you know um neurosis and there's this band from New York I, I love and I still love today. They're called Candiria. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I heard it was, I think it was uh, Beyond Reason of Self-Doubt or something like that. I, mean, I think it's the name of the album. I, I, I could be blowing that, but sorry, Candiria. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, anyway, I heard these bands. And I was like, wow, these bands are like taking like a kind of a, a new twist on the heavy. And I like it. Mm -hmm. I want to try to do, I want to try to get involved in something like that. And the first time I, you know, sat in with the other three, from Yakuza, I was like, holy shit, this is it. So uh, I was hooked and uh, haven't looked back since. So so with Yakuza, how would you describe your music to people? Uh, worldly, you know. <laughs> we're, we're open to, we're open to uh, all kinds of sounds. You know, there's, there's nothing. I mean, I mean, at the very core of it, yes, it, it is heavy. And we're, you know, we're, that's what we're into. And we're into being... We're into it, not we're not into being. We're, we are, um, we tend to get intense when we play, and um, we like that too. But also, like I said, I mean, sonically, we we like all kinds of sounds. You know, more more on the the, the acoustic end of things, like you know, like the the sound of the horn um, as it is is really neat, as well as the you know as drums as being as um, um, as organic as possible that kind of thing but also do i do love those effects too so it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a little mix of both worlds i guess you know so that's but i like the, i like to use the word worldly like well if, if anyone classified us as world music i would i would be totally okay with that so <laughs> so how how would you say that the band has like kind of evolved over the past couple of decades Oof, well we've I mean, we've had different members. Mm -hmm. um, the early, the OG Yakuza ended um, in 2003 when um, Eric Plunka, the original guitar player, left the band. And then enter Matt McClelland, who has been playing guitar ever since. Um, and then we had Eric Clark, who played bass, and he skedaddled. And then we had a slew of bass players. Um, I think with every different um, songwriting partner, you know, that had 
some influence on, you know, what we were doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, I think each the guys that have been in the band, Jim and I, Jim Staffel is the drummer and myself, and then Matt, like I said, has been in the band since, for 20 years. I think we've all kind of um, maybe just, you know, as we've gotten older, maybe we've matured a little. Ooh, such a <laughs> icky word. Matured. What the hell? I can't believe that it just came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, all kidding aside, yeah, I think we've, you know, we've been doing this long enough and, you know, I've, I've been willing to, to try new things. And that's always, that's going to be scary sometimes because, you know, that doesn't guarantee. And when I say the word success, I don't mean success like in um, anything other than being satisfied with what, what you create, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, some kind of monetary, you know, album saying about the, the, like album selling thing. We don't give a fuck about that. We've never, we've never sold that many records and we don't care. You know, that's not, that's not why we do this. So, um, yeah, that's, I think was some, that's something I would say this you've evolved a bit over time, you know? So what would you say have been like some of your biggest challenges along the way? Well, personally, I just can't say no to projects. So <laughs> half the reason why it took us 11 years to get a record out is because I decided to join like six other bands at the same time as being in Yakuza. So that's 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 a challenge to say no um, to music, you know. Um, you know, and we're this again, this 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 project and this band was never we never thought of this to become a thing where it was going to sustain us monetarily in some way, shape or form. So, you know, as, as 95% of the bands out there, you know, you have your day jobs and, you know, and the older we get, you know, it's more than just a day job. Sometimes there's a career involved um, or not, you know, um, and just trying to maintain, but also, you know, maintain enough so you can still play and music and do the art you want to do and all that. So, you know, and, you know, Bruce, during your career with the band and playing shows and going out and stuff, who have been some of the most interest, interesting people you have kind of met along the way? I mean, it has to be like all the, the band folk that we've <laughs> just kind of, you know, rubbed elbows with. Um, uh, mostly a lot a lot of people in the heavy world. Um, but, um, you know... Um, you know, we made friends with the Mastodon guys in the early days of Yakuza and the early days of Mastodon. I've stayed friends ever since. I literally just hung up the phone with my friend Dave Witte, who is known for being in Useful Waste, uh, Discord and Access. He's in a band called Brain Tentacles with me. He's a dear friend. Um, I'm grateful. I met him through Yakuza. You know, we toured together when he was in a band called Burnt by the Sun back in 2002. Um, you know, I met uh, Michael Giraffe from Swans in the mid 2000s. And years later, I ended up interviewing him for a Chicago Reader thing. It was like an artist on artist. And it made him go and check out my solo music. And he really <laughs> liked it. So he asked me to be on a Swans record, which is like, you know, an absolute thrill, you know. And as I mentioned, those bands earlier that kind of uh, got me interested back in heavy music, I mean, the Neurosis guys, I, I mean, I ended up not only doing like tours with Scott Kelly, but we ended up starting a band called Corrections House. And through that, I got to know Steve Montill and Jason Roeder and, you know, Dave Ed and Noah Landis, all those guys. And we're, you know, we're friends and really good friends. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And shit. Oh, we're playing with Yob in a couple of weeks. They're from Oregon. Mm-hmm. My friend Mike Scheidt, uh, he's 
an adorable human being. I think he's fucking amazing on so many levels. And um, yeah, we met like 20 years ago and, you know, we've been buds ever since. And like I said, I also hold him in very high regard musically. So yeah, it's been, I'm just pulling, I'm just slowly pulling names like out of the air. I can't even, I can't even tell you. I got to play with Napalm Death last year. That was pretty cool. Um, I sat in with them for a song. I did it one other time before, but that was like a real treat. You know, I've been a, a long time fan of that band, you know, so yeah. And oh, and the band called band called Dry Cleaning from from London. They're kind of a newer band, more of an indie rock, mm-hmm. but really unique. I did a couple shows with them. They're fucking awesome. Just check them out. They're pretty sweet. Too. And now you guys, the band, have a new album coming out. So, so who wrote the lyrics for this album? I did. Okay, so the new album is called Sutra, and it and it's been mm-hmm. ten years since your last release, and the whole planet has changed so drastically in those ten years. Now, did all that has been going on been reflected in any way in your new album, either musically or lyrically, Bruce? Oh, uh, we uh, uh <laughs> no, we were dark long before. <laughs> anything that's happened in the past decade. So it just, it just kind of is a continuation. of that. Um, but I, I did, I did want to say that uh, actually it's been almost 11 years since we put an album out. But I, had to, I actually had to look at data because I didn't want to be a, a little smarty pants, you know, uh, October 16th, 2012 was the last album. So this is, uh, you know, this is 11 years and what, six months, seven months. Yeah. A long time. And how but, many hours, minutes, and seconds? <laughs> Touche. I don't know. That, that, I, I, didn't go, I didn't go that far. I should have looked, though, you know? See, like I said, this is what you get trying to be a little smarty pants. You, know? you get burned. You get burned. Uh, <laughs> I was getting excited again. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's always things in life, you know, um, that rear their heads their head into you know lyric ideas i like to keep things kind of ambiguous and you know let people interpret it the way they want to and i'm I'm big into wordplay and and uh um jim staffler drummer he actually like tosses me like song titles he'll like come up with a song title and i i might base something around that he threw a couple song titles out this time and i didn't end up writing any lyrics to them but that is some kind of like an mo our mo you know (laughs) but um yeah. Uh, besides the song called Alice, which I literally just, I did a little uh, little interview, not interview, but like a, a short on Instagram today asking the origins of the song Alice. And I explained that, you know, that we, it was like a working title for one of our tunes because it kind of reminded us of Alice Chains. And I kind of took that and I went back and reread Alice in Wonderland, which I hadn't read in a long time. And I kind of like reinterpreted that story. And uh, that's probably like the most you know, poignant, cohesive, you know, uh, uh, lyric lyrics or lyric out of all the songs that is definitely like a very, a very focused, um, lyric theme, you know, uh, just for that one, the rest of them, like I said, all over the place, you know, it sounds like a crazy person. Well, I was Although there gonna, are no crazy. We're all crazy. Everyone's crazy. I was going to ask you who is Alice, and now I know about that. And now, so why did you guys want that particular song to be like the first one you introduced to the world? Good question. We put it to a vote as a band. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't pick any of them. I said any song is fine with me. And then we all kind of just we had to, we had to pick a couple. 
So, and um, yeah, it, it was, it was voted. It was voted on by the band. That's why that song was the first one, but it also is, it's kind of a fun one to talk about. Cause like I said, you know, we don't hide, we don't hide any influences and like, Matt McClellan said it reminded him of an Alice in Chains song. I said, cool. And also it's a homage to Alice in Wonderland. So it's just, it's Alice all day. There you, know? you go. And now yeah. listening to the album, there's like so much going on musically. So how do you even go about writing your parts for this music along with all the other musical parts going on there? So as I've told some other people, uh, the way we kind of, you know, go about these things is we start with the riffs and the rhythms and we build from there. And usually um, my parts, as far as the horns and vocals and things, are probably the last thing that actually get kind of thrown into the pot. Um, I have a couple ideas I kind of throw out there. And we, you know, I'm always in the room when we're like, you know, you know, editing down certain parts or, or adding to or whatever, you know. Um, but and then when I start to piece together some of some of the vocal ideas, mostly that's when I go back and be like, Hey, can we shorten this, lengthen this, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got this idea for these X amount of words kind of want it to go this long. Um, that's kind of our, that's kind of our approach in a nutshell, you know? And now have you been actively writing for this album over the past 11 ish years? And how no. do you go about like picking and choosing what songs are going to go on there after all that time? Well, no, that's that. No, that definitely not. We, um, we were, I don't, I don't like saying that we went on a hiatus or anything like that. We had just slowed down a bit for a couple of years and then we kind of reconvened in 2017. And this is with our last bass player, Ivan Cruz. We actually got asked to play uh, the 25th anniversary of a club that I work at called Empty Bottle. Mm -hmm. um, they were having like, just, they wanted to have certain bands play these like, special anniversary shows we were a band that played there a lot so the owner approached me and was like what's what's the chance we can get yakuza to you know do a show and i said i don't know we haven't played in like four years but you know jim and i sat down and you know we're buds and i said hey man we got to ask to do this thing what do you think he's like let's fucking do it but it was great because it actually kind of you know got us back in the swing of things unfortunately um we did realize that it was time to part ways with ivan uh right then and there but you know no stress he's he's a really good human and uh we just needed to go in another direction and we weren't really freaking out about finding anybody but that person found us and his name's Jerome Marshall he's been uh he's been around this camp since he was 15 years old coming to see the band back in 2000 2001 uh, an amazing musician great songwriter he fits right in and that's when we started to work on the album was in uh early 2018 and we and we took our sweet time you know on that and just a couple a couple things happened between 2018 and now. You know, <laughs> just a few things. Yeah. Kind of got a couple two treat things. We won't even say that word, or, or you know, we won't make any reference to the what may have, may or may not have happened. You know, as far as we know, like the Loch Ness monster put its head through my window and took me away to the sea for two years. Or, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just being silly. <laughs> So, so did you guys do anything differently, like in writing or recording this time around? We we probably demoed more than we ever have. That I I definitely I used to kind of leave things open uh, as far as like the saxophone and the vocal stylings, um, more so just to have just to kind of keep this more like spontaneous energy and you know 
uh, kind of just let things happen in the studio. This time around, I decided that I wanted to have uh, a little more of a concrete vision, you know, with the parts and things like that. So, yeah, we demoed things a couple times as a band, and then I went back and I demoed some vocal ideas, and then I changed it around a little bit, and it actually worked out. I was very happy with the results this time, so I probably will continue to do it that way for a while. But there's still plenty of spontaneity on the record. I mean, there were things in the studio where, I, at least for me, I was like, oh, uh, no, we're going to go this way, or I completely changed something on the fly, and it worked, you know? So we like to keep that element within the band, you know? And now, did you guys have, like, any kind of preconceived notions going into this album as to how you wanted it to sound at all? No. Never. <laughs> okay, that was easy enough. So, so yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry. Not, I, you can't see my face when I'm smiling when I say, no. no nope. That, that sounds like I'm, I'm getting all grumpy. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> so, so what exactly is that on the album cover, Bruce? Uh, that is a uh, that is some hay. Okay. And um, what else is that? Our friend Sonia actually did this cover. Mm -hmm. Um, she does these these images. Uh, kind of takes natural occurring. I will say I, for the for the the lack of a better word, things. Um, <laughs> and she will create these kind of like psychedelic. Um, images from them. Um, what is her? She's got a cool uh, her Instagram page where all of her stuff is up there, and I have to look it up really quick. But I keep talking. Oh, negative, negative woods creative, and basically, like I said, it's like these psychedelic images of things she finds. She lives out. She lives out in the woods. She has a chicken farm, and she is a uh, long time. She's a, one of the best shadow bugs we've ever known, and she just comes up. She gets these amazing images. And then she like you know manipulates them digitally and whatever happens happens and we really love that one so we're like yeah let's go with that so that, that is the, the the back and the front you know that was my guess too I'm like it's either hay or like the mouth of a moth or something it's one of right. those <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's nice because yeah we. I almost don't even want to tell anybody what it is because I want, like you said, the mouth, of a, the mouth of a moth. Huh? Like that. that's, Something that's like that. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, quite sure. sure. <laughs> now cool. the album release is on May nineteenth off of Svart. So now, are you guys going to be doing any kind of like release parties or shows going on throughout the year? We, uh, oh yeah, we'll be playing shows throughout the year for sure. Um, like, I, like I mentioned, we're playing with Yob and Caven here in Chicago at a place mm -hmm. called Thalia Hall. Um, I haven't worked there as well, but it's this <laughs> nice thousand cap, gorgeous old restored theater. Um, and that's kind of sort of our record release show. Mm -hmm. Not really, you know, um, we've got a few other things, um, in the, uh, we get some irons in the fire, I must say, but, uh, can't quite say just yet. Well, What's going to happen if, beyond that? If people um, want to learn more then about the band and find out where these places are that you're going to be playing in the future that you can't talk about yet, what are the best sites that they can go to for that? Well, we have an Instagram, Yakuza Dojo, D-O-J-O. -O. Um, one word, real simple to remember. I would go there, and it will link you to anything else that we you know, any other pages that we have besides that. I mean, we have the Facebook and all that kind of stuff, mm. but the Instagram is the one we kind of use to, you know, have fun and, <laughs> you know, get 
get out, get the get the word out to the people. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> and there you guys go. Yakuza have a new album out off of Spark called Sutra. Y'all can check out some of their music, pick up all kinds of merch. You just go to their Instagram and find the links to all that kind of stuff. And Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. And I wish you and the band all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time as well. Um, and have a lovely, lovely day.